Blog Talk Radio. That's why I tell people, that's why I love 
uh, the radio and the podcast medium because it brings out people's charm. So you're the president, and you're sitting in your office, yeah. and you don't realize I'm I'm the I'm the number one person here. Yeah, you know, it was really small. I had you know like two and a half employees because we were at that time like 11 million in assets, so extremely small. Right. Um, and we were housed inside our seg. Um, right. So we were we were kind of insulated and, and tucked away in there, and you know people just didn't really realize um, this the seg uh, that we were inside of is who advertised the job. So they were in a completely different industry than banking, so they didn't wow. even really know what they were advertising as they were advertising and hiring the position. Um, and then the board was made up of volunteers who worked right. at that seg, and they weren't in banking either. So no one really knew. And then, yeah, I got in there, and there hadn't been a person there at that credit union for six months prior to me starting. So as I started digging in, I now found out I was responsible to do all the accounting, all the call reports, day-to-day wow. um, -day branch management, all of these things, things that I had never done before. And right. so as I have told the story in the past, I said that was that defining moment for me because I sat there and said, okay, I can um, call my like regional manager at U.S. Bank back and probably get my job back. Or I can really dig in and make this a career-defining moment and move forward. And so I use the saying, I can step forward into growth or backward into safety. I love that story. Imagine being hired in a little branch manager gig, and you're actually the president. As it turned out, that was a small credit union, a Department of Transportation credit union there in Missouri. And after some changes where they didn't want the credit unions in their buildings anymore, and after she went through a name change, even with that small $11 million credit union, she then interviewed for what she knew was the presidency of the then community credit union. And when she got there, um, her board said, hey, there are some things that need to be changed Around here, and she already had experience with the name change, and now firmly ensconced as the CEO, it was time to dive in and see what they could do to change that name, and not just the name, but the entire culture and the entire brand, and we asked her about it. Well, when I first started here at Community Financial, when it was Community Financial, I um, sat down with my senior leadership team when I first got here, and I told them, give me three things that you want to change and three things that you want to stay the same. And as I went down, you know, the list with everybody and, and, and we talked about it, the reoccurring theme was just, well, we don't necessarily want anything to stay the same. We've gotten, <laughs> right. you know, really stagnant. You know, we, we haven't done a lot. You know, revenue's been declining. Um, you know, so I kind of at that point said, well, you know, be careful for what you wish for. <laughs> you better buckle up because then here we go. And so... That's essentially what started happening. Um, we really needed to take a look. I like to have a lifelong of, of, of learning, and what I started reading about the workplace is that the workplace is changing. You know, as millennials are coming into the workplace, um, as the demand for people is getting bigger because there's eventually going to be more um, jobs and people to fill those jobs and looking at talent, um, I knew that we had to start with culture first. And so right. I took a trip out to Zappos and did their culture uh, training for a day. 
and looked at how they do things, knowing that they have way more money and resources and people and everything than I would have, but I could right. take some golden nuggets and bring those back. And so we really started with culture first because I feel like if we are going to really present a brand, because to me a brand is about how something makes you feel based on your experiences. It's not a name on a billboard. Right, exactly. Um, and so if we didn't want it to be that, you know, that we had to do our research and we had to kind of walk it out. And the first place is starting with the culture because then the brand exudes from the inside out. And it's not one of those things that, like I said, it's just a, a, a name change on a billboard or on a building. It really means something to the people inside and they're going to exude that and share that feeling and that experience with the members. So oh, we, nice. we went through that first. Um, then after we kind of had our culture codes established and set, then we kind of went on a journey to walk around our existing branches and ask the staff to describe adjectives of how the current building made them feel. Hmm. And the because <laughs> we knew we were also going to be building a new headquarters in conjunction with this brand change. Right. And so they described it is, it's a very dark facility, and so they used words like darkness, death, funeral home. <laughs> no, not, um, not stuff you, know, you would like put in your marketing that, advertising, right? Come to the darker credit yeah. union. <laughs> yeah, and so nobody wanted, I mean, you know, that's not anything that any president wants to hear about how people feel about coming to work. So I said, okay, so then what is the polar opposite of that? Like what are the adjectives that would be the opposite of that? And it was light and energy and moxie and um, moxie, these really wow. energetic words that were um, – like we're, we want to stand out and we want to be different and we want to have this positive energy and, and exude that. And um, so from kind of those words, we started talking about the name. And I was very, um, I, I, I said I wanted to be open to the process, but I wanted us to choose a name that was a real word. You know, sometimes... Um, I watch television and I see all the pharma, new pharmaceutical drugs that are coming across yeah. the TV screen with all these very unique and elaborate yeah. names. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and so, um, and we'd also had a very long name, Community Financials, for just selfish reasons of typing out multiple emails and writing things that I was like, I want something <laughs> short and sweet and bold. And you also said and, there were how many credit unions in your service area that with the name Community in it? Well, when we did the analysis, um, in the United States, there was over a 1,000 credit unions that had community in their name. And then in Missouri, there was 32. Wow. Um, and that was not even including the banks that then had community. Can you exactly, ABC Community unions. Bank or XYZ, exactly. That, yeah. I thought that was so funny when you told me that in, in the pre-call. That is, that is really, really interesting because you go to conferences and you go to – seminars and you read things on LinkedIn or whatever, oh, you've got to be different. You've got to be so different. And, oh, well, we have the same name as 32 other brands in Missouri. So that was a big thing for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the law of generic, that if you kind of sound like everyone else and you put yourself out there like everyone else, then everyone's going to think you're just like everyone just else. Just like everyone else. And yeah. yeah, and so when you're trying to find your niche and differentiate yourself from the pack, 
then you as I said you've got to come out with something bright and bold and different and so I really feel like we have done that with the rebranding to Volt. Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're visiting with Loretta Roney. She is the president and CEO. She knew she was the president and CEO uh, when she got the gig at the credit union, formerly known as Community Credit Union. Now it is Volt Credit Union. It has that mm, verb vibe in it. Volt. It all starts with V. Um, I remember when it seemed like every credit union name change, you're right, it sounded like a prescri- prescription for plaque psoriasis. Alatera yes. Credit Union, uh, Pantera. Oh, wait a minute, that's a heavy metal band. You can't use that. You know, uh, Alarica Federal Credit Union. It was like, wow, is this is this a credit union or a place to go for my you know high <laughs> blood pressure or whatever? Volt, Volt. You, you, Volt. You, you get the V in it. It's got the verb and it's got the vibe. Mm-hmm. It's got the verb. Uh, and I love that word, moxie. And you embrace that with a lightning bolt and stuff like that. Volt. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, um, we kind of, like I said, started down that path of narrowing down, and we got to a few words. And when when Volt came to the forefront, I there's a, a hotel here in town called the Vandevort, and I loved the branding that they were doing with their V. And so I kind of got us going down the track of what are some V words, and that's kind of how we got down to Volt. And um, and we just it when it hit the team because we had we had put different names out there and it was like eh, uh, you know <laughs> and when Bolt came to the forefront everyone it was like yes the light bulbs went on nice. um, the people were excited you about it knew, and right? I, like, you could just tell you could yeah, tell right it was he, that moment you know, and I think everyone was like this is it yeah well you so, know you think um, about a credit there, union and you think about a credit union. And, hey, we're going to do a marketing campaign on X. Well, if it doesn't go well, no big deal. We can do another one next quarter. But when you change your name, you can't say, oh, well, if people don't like Volt, um, we'll just change it next week because the money involved, the signs, the building, the spaces, everything like that. But it sounds like you just kind of immediately knew based upon the reactions of your team that this was the way to go. Do you think part of that has to do with your generation? I've always said Generation X has a tremendous ear for folks that are older than us, the baby boomers, and folks that are younger than us, our, our millennials and our Gen Zers. Are, you know, it, it's kind of a cool place to be observationally speaking. I'm guessing when you were in that meeting, you knew that was it, right? Yeah. On my uh, senior team, I had a couple of additional Xers. I had a millennial, and then I had two mm-hmm. boomers. Right. So we have a blended team, and so we, when when all generations thought that that was spot on, and that that was it, you know, I knew that, and, and we even took different branding pieces from that because then that's where once we really decided that, then um, we tried to use in Credit Union Land. I always think it's confusing because we we use the word join. You know, right. and people are always like, what am I joining? Is, is this Just membership? This. Do I have to pay for something? Just um, talked about and so, Exactly. <laughs> so we decided to do a play on words with that, and we started looking where Volt could be inserted. And so in the word revolution, Volt is in that word. And so then we started doing a play on words that was like join the revolution with Volt standing out throughout that word. 
Because and then we started talking me. about. I just, I just watched Les Miserables on PBS for the past couple of weeks, and it doesn't cost anything to join a revolution. It costs something to join a gym or a wine of the month yeah. club or a book of the month club. That is, that is really, really great stuff. Well, you've done everything. You've made that decision. You know, I'm a Desert Storm veteran, and I'm, I'll never forget watching a documentary where General Schwarzkopf, who was in charge of everything, said, hey, once you roll those dice, you can't call them back into your hand. Mm-hmm. Once you've made the decision, once you've committed, you've hired um, the consultants and the architects and you know, everything that has to change. The URL, it touches every aspect of the business. That's what I think people forget about when it comes to name changes. It's everything, the most mundane, the deposit slips that baby boomers yeah. and World War II veterans still have in their, um, in their checkbook and stuff like that. Well, you do this, and now the audience gets to weigh in. How has the, what has the reaction been like from your, your audience, your members, your member owners, by the um, way, the people that own the brand? So far, the member owners have been extremely positive. I kind of, when we had done some focus groups prior to launching it, there were some, you know, mixed feedback, um, and some of it was like, are you an electric credit union? Like, are you part of a... <laughs> electric co-op or co-op, you know like yep. when we when we first used Volt and we're like no and so then we knew we had to start telling the story because as soon as we told the story of how we generated then then people were like oh that's really cool that and so cool. we knew we had to incorporate the story um, because so many people are used to credit unions being tied to a specific seg or employee group so we knew we had to step that out and, and walk that part out and so we were really anticipating there to be more resistance, that some people wouldn't understand it, or they may even think that we were merging, because sometimes, right. you know, credit unions, they, they go through this path when they're in the middle of a merger. So we, exactly. we decided to create a very clear communications plan on how we were going to communicate this to the members that started with our annual meeting last year. So we let all of our members know first, and we had um, at the annual meeting, we had 300 um, employees show up for our annual meeting, which I hear doesn't always happen (laughs) for credit unions anymore. Right. Um, And so we walked them through that same journey of how we got to that and what it means to us and then what we want to do for the future and how we see that this is a huge growth opportunity for us to make sure that we are really putting our stake in the ground and saying, you know, we're here to stay, we want to grow, we want to be your credit union, and, um, and attract both new members while maintaining the ones that mm-hmm. got us here. You've heard us talking a lot on this show about generations. You know, Miss um, uh, Mrs. Roney is a Generation Xer, I'm a Gen Xer. We've been talking about the millennials on our team and the baby boomers on your team. And if you go back to the 1960s and, and to that point up until today, if you ask basically 99% of Americans, hey, what's the peace sign? Show me the peace sign. They can do that. It's those two fingers held up in the air. Hey, peace. You know, uh, you found kind of by um, accident, but it, it looks brilliant now, that that using the V in Volt and kind of putting that peace sign into it sort of won over some of those baby boomers, didn't it? It did. When we um, had that presentation to all the members, we had already created our brand packet with several branding designs, 
and we shared that with the membership and we had a, a Volt t-shirt to give away to everyone at the annual meeting that had kind of a V down the side and you know looked really cool but when we had went through the PowerPoint presentation and we showed the peace sign with the V as the Volt we had people coming up to me after the meeting going, um, so when are you going to have that shirt? Because I want that <laughs> shirt, and I would be willing to pay for it. You just need to tell me how much it costs. Wait, now you didn't, you didn't start you your mean, own side T-shirt business, did you, with the uh, – oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it went into the culture initiative for us, too, because here at Volt, you can wear a T-shirt and jeans every day. So we don't have Wait jeans minute, Fridays. The employees can wear that? Yes. Okay, let me tell you something. So if you I'm showed up here on a random yes. Thursday, you might see me yes. in jeans, tennis shoes, and a T-shirt. Yep. Well, let me tell you. Um, I, I, I'm from Texas. I'm from New Braunfels, Texas. I, I, I was born in Texas, um, saved my time in the military. I've always lived in Texas, and, of course, that's the home of Southwest Airlines. One of the first things that captured my imagination about Southwest was how they dressed. I would be on a flight going, you know what, if I had to work on a plane, I don't want to wear, you know, a, a suit and, you know, a tie like I see on American and United. These guys are wearing khakis and golf shirts. Like, man, this is really cool. So it wasn't just the architectural changes that you made. People, some, people sometimes they argue, what's culture, what's brand, whatever. This is a great example of culture that you know exactly how people are dressed when you see them at the credit union. And um, my guess is, and I always say this, what makes sense for people that are millennials dressing comfortably, if you go to the next generation up, which is generation X and the generation after that, the baby boomers and say, hey, would you rather dress uncomfortably for work or comfortably? Everyone's gonna say jeans and a t-shirt. That, that's a big part of this that I've never ever heard about when it comes to a name change. Yeah, part of it was, you know, definitely tried into brand awareness. You know, we obviously wanted, we, we converted from people, um, you know, being able to kind of wear what they wanted with their name tag to you have to be in logo wear because we said if we're going to go down this journey, you know, right. you need to. But at the same time, I have, you know, tellers making $10 an hour. And I don't expect them to show up and buy all of these dress clothes or buy all of these new logoed items that look really dressy and fancy. I wanted them to be able to have brand awareness but be comfortable and then also not have to spend money. when I don't want my people to have to dictate between putting right. food on the plate for their family exactly. or yeah. that fun event that they can go do with their family <laughs> because I've got to go fancy buy mm. fancy work clothes that mm. I'm not going to wear any other time. And exactly. so I felt like if they, you know, you know, they have to wear nice jeans and nice tennis shoes and, you know, exactly. you can't look up, roll up like you rolled out of bed this morning and <laughs> threw it on. But at the same time, like I wanted to say, like, we can still give really great service no matter what we are wearing and that that exactly. shouldn't be a deciding factor. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, um, you're listening to the right way to do this. A, a name change is a big, big deal. Um, I can't imagine if I woke up tomorrow morning and, and the bank and the, the places that I've used for so many years said, oh, by the way, we're going to have a different name. My first thing would be, oh, that's so great. I'm so glad they did that. It would be, wait a minute, is my debit card going to work? How do I get new checks and all these types of things? You've been listening to a just a great, great story 
of how to do this the right way. Hey, um, Loretta, before we get out of here, I want to ask you just a couple quick questions. Uh, we like to end up the interviews and kind of just fun stuff. Do you remember when you got your first account? I do. Um, my first account was at a bank, and it was years ago when Boatman's Bank, which I don't know um, if you ever heard of Boatman's, but nope. it was. I'm from a little small town in Missouri called Moberly, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Boatman's, which then it became Bank of America eventually okay. through several buyouts yeah. over time. It yeah, ended up becoming a Bank of America. So that was my first well, they savings must have been account. Doing <laughs> Yeah, and then I didn't get my first checking account until actually my freshman year of college. I got my oh, wow. first checking account and my first ATM card. Oh, not, was it a debit card or just an ATM card? Just ATM. Just debit was yes, yes, invented. Yes. I can't imagine this. You know, I would go out on Friday night when I was in college and like, okay, how much money do I need this weekend? i got to get 60 bucks. You know, that should last me a couple of dinners and dates and stuff like that. Okay, how about um, – how about this? Uh, everyone knows if you go to if you go to Volt because you're thinking about buying that beautiful new Honda Accord or whatever, and you know Volt's got the the best auto loans. What about your first car? What was your first car? Because nobody ever forgets it. Oh, my first car was a red Pontiac Grand Am. Mm, so nice car. She was she was she was really she, pretty. But I didn't get my first car until I was a year. I had to share a car with my mom for the first mm. year that I had my driver's license. <laughs> and so, um, and then I, I worked diligently through the summer to save up because she wouldn't allow me to get a car until I could pay my first year's insurance and make a down payment on it. Nice. So she made um, me be responsible. That's a good mom. That's some great financial literacy training. Uh, a final thing, um, people can listen to this show and this podcast on any device anywhere in the world. Um, but I always like asking, um, Apple or Android on your on your mobile phone? I'm an Apple girl. girl. All right, <laughs> girl. good, good, good. Yes, yes, yes. So are we. Don't get up on Apple. Loretta, it's been an absolute pleasure. I want to wish you the absolute best on everything that lies ahead for Volt Credit Union. I'm not even going to go into formerly known as, because I'm telling you, this time next year, it's only going to be known as Volt. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been fun. And that is why we say conference quality information without the Me Too lawsuit or the expense report. If you're going to do a rebranding or a name change, do what Volt did. Uh, just a great example of culture and thoughtfully um, and intentionally engaging their audience both internally and externally. And I have no doubt they will leave their audience wanting more. Hey, it's the tagline of the show, the power performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Don't just stand there, operate. I'm not ready to leave. It's too scary to die. I'll have to be carried inside the cemetery and buried alive. Am I coming or going? I can barely decide. I just drank a fifth of Kool-Aid.